And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Wow, 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 wow. Welcome back to the Tempest 2 podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're back from Cape Town with a lot less than we left with. <laughs> I can't I can't even put into words what is about to transpire over this podcast. It might be too soon for this, but here we are. Because you wouldn't believe it if we wrote this down before. Oh Honestly, my god! It's it's kind of just a win that we actually made it back. It it feels like a dream. I honestly <laughs> like it feels like I should wake up any moment, but it happened, and it is without doubt the most eventful stag do any of you will ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so where do we begin with it? Oh my, that's maybe you, you're the best man, you organized it. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't you just give some context as to what was you know, what what the plan was as we were, yeah, taking off last week, um, yeah. where we were going, and all that kind of shit. Yeah, so those of you that have been listening for a few weeks will know that. We've been getting excited about it. It's been building up. We were, or we, you know, we were aiming for Cape Town. Um, always been at the top of your list, right? For a, for a stag, and that was basically the the prerequisite. Was we we're going to Cape Town? Cool, right? Let's uh, let's have as much fun as possible. <laughs> I've never been. Um, you have been before 10 years ago or so. Yeah. Uh, one of the other lads spends a bit of time there. And then two others have also never been. I'd heard great things. You know, they're great things. I've done a lot of research on the place. And I mean, I was very much looking forward to it. So it's firstly, I mean, for those of you that don't know from London, it's a long way. It's 11 and a half hours on a flight. So... You know, we we were going for essentially flying on the Wednesday to arrive Thursday morning, and then go go full noise at it until the Sunday, where we'd fly back and arrive into London on the Monday morning. Um, I honestly don't even know where to where to well, start. The flight out is where it all really began, wasn't it? Yeah. So so we you know. We had a strategy, which is hilarious in hindsight, to uh, <laughs> to just get to Cape Town, just survive the flight, and then land at 10 a.m. or whatever and, and tuck in. Obviously, that went out the window entirely when we got to Heathrow. Um, we flew into a few, a few beers, and we got on the plane. And very shortly after, they were kind of keen to turn the lights off, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's, it's a night flight. Um, so I adhered to the rules. We had a couple more drinks on there. You got very pally with a, uh, the air host and, um, what was his name? Rafa. 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 <laughs> what a guy. 
Yeah, it was fucking great. We, I was capped to a one drink limit, which um, like per order, which is a, a very good thing for me. And uh, Rafa wasn't implying the same rules on you. Um, so I, I, you know, start to get my head down, and I get woken up by a commotion. Uh, after how, well, I don't even know how long have we been on the flight for, and then oh uh, fucking you... ages, fucking oh, yeah, ages, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the drinks had stopped. They turned the lights off. They gave us dinner, and it was like, right, I put a film on. Um, and after about twenty minutes, I started to feel a little bit ill. <laughs> you know, the, the tummy was rumbling. You know that feeling where you're like, oh, like I could be sick here, but I don't think I'm gonna be like, but I feel. A little bit shit. Yeah. Anyway, over the next two, three, four hours, I was in and out of the bathroom, uh, sat down whilst being sick in the sink, like just the worst case scenario on an 11-hour flight. You know, if anyone's ever been in on a flight, it is just the worst because yeah. there's no guarantee that the toilet is going to be vacant, like, and it was bad. Yeah. So after going back and forth about nine times over like four hours, you know, obviously everything had been excavated, was clearly dangerously dehydrated and stood up for the 10th time. And as I got to the toilet, there was a queue of two people, two blokes waiting to go into the toilet. And out of nowhere, I've just gone horizontal and just fainted in the middle of this flight. But straight, I luckily went straight backwards like a fucking ironing board and just straight <laughs> onto my back in the aisle. And I've woken up on the floor and there's two lads are over me. They're like, fucking hell, mate, you just passed out. And I was like, nah, no chance. I'm, I'm not a fainter. Don't say that. I'm not a fainter. <laughs> I had fainted. This whole flight is just like looking at me. <sighs> to add... Insult to injury, we were also on a flight with a load of the Saris boys who were flying <laughs> out to a wedding. So not only have I made a fucking tit of myself in front of 150 passengers, my street cred in the Saris crew has gone down <laughs> to zero. I think George Cruz called me Fainty McFainterson. <laughs> <laughs> They're all sending their regards. It's just not, yeah. not what you wanted. But that, is, yeah, I mean, firstly, when you told me, I did have to have a little laugh. Mainly because you hammer people who faint most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's pathetic. It's pathetic. But there's um, there's an art to fainting down the middle of the aisle and not hitting your head yeah. or anything. Yeah. And, you know, it was fucking funny. Like, this isn't the bad bit, by the way, lads. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, spent the rest of the flight with just my head resting against the seat in front, like, just feeling like death. Not a wink of sleep. So, you know, right into Cape Town with Perfect the, worst, prep, right? yeah, the worst possible prep. You know, it just <laughs> felt awful. But we arrived. Yeah. 20 degrees, sun is shining, amazing scenery, like straight into a great uh, little place for lunch. Yeah. And then we're back on track. You know, the food. And this is the flip side to the negative stuff that we're going to say, you know, 95% of this snag do was world class. Oh yeah. World next, class. Next level. So we what did we do? We had lunch there. Yeah. And we got to our villa. Yeah. Bang. Porno villa. It was yep. awesome. Looked over Camps Bay, got shown round. 
There was a bit, there was a little, we'll go into too much detail, but there was a bit of weirdness with the Airbnb people wasn't there because they were like, we're going to switch you to another villa, but now we're not, but there was a fire, but now there wasn't a fire. Yeah. It was all a bit weird, wasn't it? Which yeah. now, what we get onto later makes a bit of sense. For sure. So, so we uh, checked in, checked in, and worth mentioning, when we checked in, the rooms were like, some were amazing, some were okay. So we played a game of fives to see who would pick the rooms. And this will be important later. <laughs> I won the game of fives, so I picked the master. I think you then came, whatever. But yeah. our friend James came last, so he got this room down in the basement. Terrible room. <laughs> Shoebox room. Yeah. Anyway, what happened then? We went out, didn't we? Yep. We uh, belter of a night. We we left our bags. We left our left our goods, and we we got stuck in good and proper. Um, and we yeah, I mean we had a blinder. That was like full. Yeah, I guess what what you know what you're expecting there, but it's new. Basically, those places were new to all of us, really, weren't they? Mm. And mm. It, it was class. You know, we we ca- and what time do we 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 crack on to? Uh, we got back to the villa at two. Two, right? Okay. So not not too late. We left at a great time. The bar was amazing. It was pumping. But do you remember it got a little like the atmosphere in there changed, didn't it? Oh yeah, uh, about about one, and it started. And this is a bit of a theme of South Africa. Yeah, it started to get a little bit loose in there, like tensions. There's a couple of big scraps between groups, and it was yeah. like, okay, maybe we should pull the the ripcord and get out. Yeah, and you can, you know, you can kind of tell when you when you've been around the block as long as us. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you know, even when you're steaming, and we were at that point, and you can still sense it. It means that it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty spicy. And that was the general consensus um, was it was about time to leave. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we got back to the villa at about two. Um, and it was all, you know, they show you around. It's all heavily gated and secure, apparently. Uh, and we go out there and the, the gate's not working anyway. But just to confuse things further is there is a issue with power in South Africa. So they do this thing called load shedding. I believe I'm pronouncing <laughs> that right. And, well, you, um... called load, you called load shedding because you heard it wrong once. You call it like Lafrange. <laughs> yeah, I just made it up. You were like, there's this thing called Lafrange, and they were like, do you mean load shedding, Bruce? It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, load shedding. <laughs> it's their fucking accent. I couldn't understand a word anyone was saying. Um, so they do this load shedding, which is basically scheduled like complete power outages where they, they turn off the power because they're, I guess, rationing in it. Wow. Say that again. Rationing it over the course of the day, uh, like for when people need it. So when we got back that, that the load shedding had started at 2am and was going until six, I think that morning. Um, so we weren't sure if it was, you know, the gate not opening was a result of the power not being on, which seems mental, but um, it wasn't the case. Anyway, we, we faffed around. We ended up going round to the backside of the villa, to walking down this park, round to the backside of the villa. Uh, finally getting in about half an hour after getting actually getting home. Um, and all of our batteries on the phones and stuff are all dying. Um, so we're looking for the chargers. And as we walk into the living room, first thing we spot is just, there's no TV on the wall. Like, but all the lights are off because of this 
fucking load shedding. Um, and then I'm looking for the chargers. They're all gone. And we're kind of looking at each other like, what's going on here? And then there's a bedroom right next to um, right next to the, the living room. And the lad uh, who, who was staying in there has kind of opened the room and just gone, shit, all of my stuff is gone. And the window is gone. The window is not even smashed. It's gone. Yeah. Like they've re- they've removed it. Um, and in a nutshell, we got completely rinsed. Oh, turned my. over, burgled, left with nothing but the skivvies on our back. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was a bit of a sobering realization of fuck. And then it was going around the the house and seeing, you know, taking stock of of what we've got. <laughs> so we were we were in the premium bedrooms upstairs where they obviously headed straight to. Oh my god! And uh, I mean, what were what were you? What was the first thing you noticed? Well, actually, I didn't notice. I completely forgot about my bags. But I was like going through my drawers, and they picked like like two pairs of jeans, but left two, and like a jacket, and then two t shirts. And I was like, this is a bit weird. Then it was like, hang on a minute, my backpack is gone. Yeah. Two pairs of headphones, iPad, those shit, shoes. They stole all my shoes. My suitcase is gone. Brand new <laughs> fucking away suitcase, gone. <laughs> um, And it was just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, no. Quinny had his fucking passport nicked. Yeah. Um, And then, like... So we obviously called the Airbnb people, this this letting company. They turn up, and them until seven a.m. Like I don't know, these private security guys turned up, didn't know fucking guns, <laughs> and it was just like this place is fucking loose. Yeah, because like, they were like, we're gonna find these fuckers, and they look like fucking like you know those private mercenaries you see in films, basically. Yeah, yeah. That that's and, what surprised uh, me that I didn't realise was that it's all kind of different private security around there, isn't it? The police yeah. is was almost secondary. Um and the reports and everything took place with them. But in terms of on the up in the moment, it's just these fucking nutters, these white knights that come out of nowhere, yeah. um, ready to take people down. And uh yeah, I don't I don't know what reaction I was expecting, but the overwhelming thing was you know, fucking welcome to Cape Town sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh no, <laughs> it's our first night. Uh, yeah, and night eventually one. we uh, we ended up in a hotel, didn't we, that night? Because the fucking main window had gone through. We, the we walked off. into a hotel at 7am with bin bags over our shoulders. <laughs> full of... Full pingu. Full of the remainder of the clothes that were left yeah. by these dripped out burglars. <laughs> so... In a hotel, we got what an hour's sleep tops. Yep. Then day two began. Day uh, two rolls in, and we're supposed to be abseiling in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God that got cancelled because one of us would have died. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I mean, it's rare that you you're praying for hurricane forced uh, winds, but luckily the weather was bad at the top of Table Mountain, so they they called me and said that. The uh, the abseiling was not safe, uh, and the overwhelming consensus was thank fuck for that because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have dragged ourselves up there 
to try and gloss over the fact of what happened, but it would have been a terrible, terrible idea. Um, yeah. So that was canned. We we went back, got given a second villa, didn't we? Yeah. Um, which was essentially halfway up Table Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and like fucking Fort Knox itself. And we fucking basically had to restart the checking in process and fucking starting again and going from there. Not to mention, you know, we needed a police report because of all of our shit that was nicked. And it wasn't even like a small amount. It was, yeah. you know, everything. Um, the majority of my clothes got stolen. I was left with essentially one outfit that I wore for the <laughs> remainder of the time. <laughs> like you said, I, we're lucky that I never really used the safe. But luckily, the like the three of us who had stuff Nick did actually use a safe. Yeah, with the the passports. Yeah. I remember looking at it and I was like, we we're just about to go out. I was like, ah, oh, I can't really be asked. Yeah, but then I was like, oh fuck it, might as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I was exactly the same. And then to find out that the <laughs> the safe weighed about five kilos and wasn't even they didn't bolted just, down is amazing. Why didn't they just pick it up? Oh, madness from them. Um. <laughs> So that was the first hiccup, wasn't it? Then, you know, it got great. We we went to a couple of bars. We went to La Colombe that night in Constantia. Oh, yes. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Top 50 in the world restaurant. Incredible 11 course taster menu. It was <laughs> fucking next level. After we'd just been robbed, we were all dressed like hobos. We <laughs> One pair of shoes between us. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was incredible. Like the most opulent stag activity I think that has ever been done. <laughs> yeah, by far. And it was uh, amazing. Like people coming over the table and giving us finger limes. Didn't know what a finger <laughs> lime was, but essentially all you do is rub your fingers on a couple of limes, and that's cool. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> that's peak experience. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was a blinder. Amazing, amazing meal. Went home that night, didn't we? Yeah, we're getting we're back on track almost at this point, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, we, we're joking about it. only took about two hours until we were joking about the robbery. Yeah, yeah. Like, Fuck it. It's only stuff. A little bit annoying that we then realized our travel insurance had expired. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, still joking around. That's fine. Um, And then get home to the villa, and it's like a hurricane, the weather. It is like the winds were unreal. Yeah. We all go to bed. And then suddenly things start banging around and stuff. And literally, we were all there on WhatsApp, just like, no, like yeah. we're gonna get turned over again. Like yeah. it was awful, wasn't it? I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, we're all on edge at this point. Oh my god! Having done one night, uh, like one pr- full night, and been robbed in that night, and the bar be very edgy and dicey, has meant that. We're, we're teed up for it not to mention that well, they, when they gave us a tour of this new villa they're saying you know it's this is absolutely crucial that you get this alarm working you know this is your first point of call here and it's almost like they're talking to us as if it's a matter of time until these fucking ganged mob men come up and start trying to yeah. attack the place and we all had pretty much you know when we spoke to a few people who've been to South Africa they were like they were, everyone was like oh it's an inside job Oh, yeah, like, yeah. A hundred percent. You know, it yeah. will be the agency you're letting it off. For sure. And, and, you know, when we arrived in that first villa, uh, it was all a bit weird. And they were like, you know, the cleaners are still here and there's an electrician coming. So you guys leave and we'll lock up. And, you know, in hindsight, 
morons. But you That's just don't expect thing. it, do you? You just don't yeah. expect it. Exactly. Um, so we were going back to that second bill of being like, fucking hell, we don't trust these guys at all. Yeah. Like, you know, what's to stop them doing it again? Or like, you know. But got through that night, fine. Um, then what did we do the day after? Oh, then we went on a wine tour through. Yeah, uh, we wake up and much. we're all kind of sparko, and then the fucking matey boy is picking us up on the on the private wine tour at ten a.m. <laughs> and we're in Stellenbosch having our first wine at eleven, and we're back on the train. It's fantastic, and this yeah. is like, you know, without sounding too wanky. The, these places are like unbelievable. Yeah. It's uh, it's almost it's like the elite of uh, vineyards and uh, yeah, you know, it, in the world. And we're kind of bouncing from them on this stag do again, a very bougie activity, uh, but a bit of a you've got you've got to do it when you're in that area and that region. And it was fucking insane. Yeah, absolutely and so cheap. Yeah. All of this is that's a very good point breathtakingly cheap yeah that, that that's a very good point actually and to give you an idea so we got a 30 minute uber from the airport to the first restaurant on day one for uh five people no four people and bags and it was four and a half quid yeah you know it's like, like it was and that's just like a bit of an indicator of what things cost like exceptional sectional this lack alone taster menu we were there for about four and a half hours yeah, you know, fed, drank loads of wine, lagers, everything, uh, and it was one hundred and ten quid a head. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That is like in the world. Exactly. You know, it, it's five hundred quid in London. Yeah, it's um. So so it's going to these places is insane, and then the the novelty of the price is just like this is ridiculous. So you know, you we're tucking in, and we what's the name of the the places that that one that we went to that was like exceptional. Uh, look, uh, it's called Delagraph. Ridiculous uh, place. Probably a, one of the most impressive wineries I've ever seen. It was just unreal, wasn't it? Yeah, really. So we, you know, there was like a loose tour from the tour guide. We basically, I basically messaged and said, we're going to stay here for a while. Yeah, because there was like three more wineries after. Yeah. And we were like, this place is lovely. We're going to stay here. <laughs> yeah, he's like, the other places are quite nice. It's like, no, thank you, Leon. We're going to stay here. You enjoy your car. Um, and then at the end, you know, he's was supposed to he drops us anywhere we want in Cape Town or Camps Bay. We'd uh, we'd made the decision that we were going to watch the FA Cup final in yeah. Stellenbosch. Yeah, uh, Stellenbosch. <laughs> fucking forgot about that. That brings back <laughs> that brings back memories. I'm not ready for Stellenbosch. <laughs> with fucking big job, and um, and yeah, so he's he, he drops us there. Who was who's the FA Cup? Oh, fucking Man- United City. Anyway, irrelevant. We get in there. We go from the one of the nicest wine estates in Cape Town in the region in Stellenbosch to a pint of Carling each. Yeah, a couple of Carling. Awful gear. Just Jesus a Christ. you know, we're we're constantly trying to ground ourselves in this mad place. <laughs> <laughs> so we get some tequilas and some Carling and some Jaeger bombs in. Um. And then, then we tuck into Stellenbosch, and it's an incredible, incredible place. It's like uni yeah. town, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's a mental place. And, you know, at this point, we're back on track. We're, you know, we're It's fucking great. Big night out. 
uh as you do and then um wake up the next morning we've got a fucking hungover activity before we fly back and we did like <laughs> a little and i'll keep this short and sweet but this is when the real kicker comes in um <laughs> 10 minutes on a mountain bike uh fall off and i've knocked my teeth out yeah i mean i i if now having you having said that you you listen back to this you might hear little yeah. little whispers of a lisp coming every now and then that's why i can't speak I've got <laughs> that's why this two... video is never going out yeah exactly <laughs> two front teeth completely gone yeah uh split lip um and, um, and we we don't have the time to go and get it sorted we're flying oh, no, we've got to be at the flying. airport at like three o'clock that day yeah and it was a sunday so everything's shut yeah so imagine knocking your teeth out with a corker of a hangover with an 11 hour flight in two hours and it's a 10 uh, out of 10 hangover as well yeah 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 um so see an emergency dentist gives me some antibiotics fly home with fucking blood pissing out my mouth and a covid mask on and a covid mask on <laughs> get back yesterday we landed at what 6 a.m or something yeah got home you know we're all just in a pit of despair i then get a car uh, i then drive to a dentist in oxford i've been ringing everyone trying to get an appointment um and yeah so i've got no teeth uh i've got to get dentures on thursday then I have to have surgery on the 19th um, with titanium pins put in my mouth. I then need to wait two months whilst that heals and then get uh, permanent implants, uh, all for around £7,000. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So just the That's uneventful it. few days in Cape Town, then. Cape Town. I mean, the place is the true Wild West. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Firstly, my sincerest apologies. <laughs> <laughs> both is this is a both you're welcome and I'm massively yeah. sorry in one sentence. I mean, if anything, there's some stories, isn't there? There oh is. God. There is. I mean, I think once I get my teeth fixed, yeah, I'll be able to look at the good times. Yeah, it's still it's still too soon. I mean, we. Uh, I, I walk past a mirror and it's just like, oh my Cape Town, <laughs> yeah, you bastard. It's literally like the Hangover movie. Yeah, literally. Um, just lucky we haven't got a face tap. But it's the, the play. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was next on the list. If we did another night, that yeah. was happening. Thank God. But the place is, I don't know what I was expecting. I think I was expecting a almost like a southern california but with a hutney level or of like rugby influence right you know and with the wine lands of like france or something like that and it's just nothing like that mm. there's either i've never been anywhere like like it remotely like it you're driving from the airport and you've got the townships and stuff and you're left and right which we later learned there was two million people live in those townships Mad. and then cape town is an incredible insane city and, and then like campus base its own like little weird community of safe houses ultimately yeah. <laughs> among the mixture um and it's i mean the weather the weather changed every five minutes for the entire time we were there 
yeah we, we got we got fucked by the weather as well didn't we we did and on the, on the first day we were sat in fucking glorious sunshine picking up yeah. a sunburn like yeah. by this it was mental and then yeah the last day it was hosing it down i mean yeah, yeah the place is just nuts i think that might be one and done for me in case <laughs> <laughs> the annoying the annoying thing is <clears throat> that i know loads of people who've been going to cape my parents for example been going for 20 years yeah like, all the time and they've never even known anyone to get robbed meant yeah like they never had any issues like nothing's gone wrong and it's just we just got so unlucky i mean we usually go through an adventure mindset segment uh and a reminiscent segment they're all molded into this story because it's dripping with mindset we were saying that at the time we were like lads get the gang together here we've, <laughs> we've got no pants left we've got no toothbrush we've got absolutely nothing and our bounce back ability was incredible. We were still able to have an an incredible time after being burgled. After the weather kept pissing it down or whatever, it was all you know, water off the duck's back, and then you know that last big blow, blow to the mouth, <laughs> is the, uh, den- the dental damage. Yeah, mm. was um. It was a real kick in the teeth. I'm sorry. Oh, I no. I, <laughs> I don't even believe know it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think you're right. I think when it's sorted, or give it like a couple of weeks, it's going to be funny. Maybe yeah. maybe, maybe a bit longer. No, it is quite funny. Um, because if there's anyone who I've ever met in my life who this was going to happen to on their <laughs> stag do, <laughs> it was you. Yeah. In in like the, not necessarily this, but like in terms of stories and fucking epicness and highs and lows, it's just been. There's a keynote. Your roller coaster, it definitely. We should have a keynote just for this weekend. It's got its own book as well, definitely. Yeah. He's like, who wants the stag do speech? (laughs) But no one again. Yeah, that's weird. But I think. I mean, remarkable. We showed true resilience. Yeah. You know, we came together as a team. We problem solved. And we came <laughs> out not stronger, but... Uh... <laughs> no, I, I'm saying all this from a... I'm, I'm Michelle. I'm broken. I'm sweating out. Lord knows what. I think it's a mixture of Michelin star food <laughs> and carling. <laughs> it's a, it's a yeah, mixture of really delicate, complex sauces, Chardonnays yeah. and carling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and fuck it, I'm not sure the carling, the Stellas, the Jaeger bombs were just icing on the cake. And then the, I mean, the 11 and a half hour flight home, we both just put the blanket over our heads and yeah. literally didn't move for 12 hours. Didn't stand up once because I was worried about Literally, again. Didn't need, didn't even need the loo. It was just limoncello coming out by the end. Yeah. I ain't going to the toilet on a plane ever again. <laughs> yeah, scared of falling backwards. Yeah. I, can't, I can't be an adventurer who doesn't do well on long haul flights. <laughs> Mental. You're literally oh, you're better fainting, off sailing. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Um, I mean, I've had at least 20 people on uh, on Instagram message me saying that they're looking forward to the this podcast uh, and they need to know the lowdown because you you did a good job of actually documenting the the highs and the lows on your story yeah. um, 
and you went. I've never had Ill. such engagement. Never. No, had such exactly. People are just like, oh my fucking god, what's going on on the Cape? The the fucking bin bags into the hotel was amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I just yeah, I've been I've been on the phone to the uh, to Amex this morning. I read the policy wrong. We're not covered. <laughs> no, they've changed that. We used yeah. to be. That's good. Yeah, don't have that. Cancelled my NatWest travel insurance two weeks ago. <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous but we do literally live to tell the tale and my god is it a good one my god it's i mean i can top that top that (laughs) yeah i'm now retired from any long haul travel Um... (laughs) any stag do any long haul travel i'm actually giving up drinking so our next challenge is going to be the drink free month you only get that from like stag news and you almost forget what you do for work. Yeah, I've, like, I've forgotten who I am. You log into emails and you're like, right, um, what do I do? I walked through the door and got handed my own child and was just oh, like, yeah. hello? <laughs> it's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, I mean. Do we drive on the left or the right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. I tell you what was funny, where we can go, because we, in typical, you know, the Tempest Two fashion, we did kick off a challenge on the day that we landed. So, yeah. uh, those of you that joined the WhatsApp group will know there's a hundred press ups a day that started yesterday, the day that we landed, which is just hilarious. So there I was, a complete shell of a man, doing press ups ten at a time in the living room, basically crying as I'm doing it. I essentially led on my front <laughs> breathed a hundred times. <laughs> Rocks back and forth. I was just, yeah, just rocking like a nutcase. But um, that that is indeed live. Um, so if you want to join, suffer along with us, you won't be suffering, I'm sure, because it's it's doable. But the WhatsApp group is... Uh, is out there it's live i'm actually i'll try and put the link to it in the uh like the notes on spotify and an apple so you should be able to sign up to that if you want to um and yeah it's, this is the first month i mean we're on day two now so but it's good it's good to at least be doing it alongside some other people and um yeah getting people just ticking off the press-ups per day amen um and i think you know I'm going to pretend to be a human for the rest of the day. I'm going to, yeah, here we go. We can do this. We're, We're back. back. We're okay. back. We're back. And then yes. there will be a new segment to the podcast going forward, which is the the teeth update. Yes. Yeah. We need to know how things are going, how things are progressing. Um, you do, time. you do in fact, have a wedding this Friday that you're attending. Yep. Yes. So straight in, which I've got so much time for. Fucking... Hillbilly Joe. Hillbilly Joe, taking it like an absolute champ, to be fair to you. How else can I? <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Externally, internally, I'm like, <laughs> It's like, as soon down. as I hang up, I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying every time you like catch yourself in, a, in uh, a reflection or in the mirror or on FaceTime. The hardest thing about it is... Eating and drinking is nigh impossible. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when you put like a fork in your mouth, you use your front teeth to like 
take the food off it. <laughs> yeah. It's the weirdest it's the weirdest feeling I've ever had in my life. It is it is a horrible feeling. Yeah. I have to say. But it happens so I li- I'm literally like non-stop googling like um is it common to get your teeth knocked out? Like amount of people who've got their teeth knocked out. It's pretty common, isn't it? Definitely. Lots of people lots of people have done it, so fuck it. Can't cry about it. Definitely. And you're getting it sorted pretty sharpish to be fair, which is great. Gonna get some Turkish teeth as well. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a new lid. Maybe yeah. some loops. <laughs> Maybe an extra couple of inches. <laughs> yeah, who knows? There'll be a package out there and we will give you a Tempest 2 code. <laughs> Superb. Yeah. Well, on that note, we will um we'll be back next week. We truly hope you enjoyed that story. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the story will get better over time because we're both running at about 5% right that's now. That's true. But that's a true reflection of how we are, how we're feeling. Um, you're welcome. What a rush. Have a good week, guys. Enjoy, guys. We'll speak to you soon. Don't go to Cape Town. (laughs) 